Welcome to the Shred Takes Podcast Show. I'm Michael Shredder, and today on my show, I'm going to be having one of my former AAU teammates and buddies from high school, Austin Chikoloff. Chik- yeah, Chikatulov. Um, he is right now in Florida. He is running his own business called Journey to Be Fit. So we're going to talk a lot about, about nutrition, strength training, mindfulness, all that kind of stuff. So Austin Chikatigalov is going to be back on the show to talk about that in a, in a minute or two. But I'm excited to talk about it because there's a lot of stuff that people don't know in terms of nutrition, mindfulness, and he really focuses on that. That's really where he's dedicated his career and life towards. So here he is. Austin's on the show. There he is. Austin, how are you? Good. How are you, Mike? Good, good. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Um, so you're, as I recall, you're in Florida, correct? Yes, sir. I am in Florida right now. <laughs> How's everything going? Everything good? It's fantastic, man. Weather's great. Vibes are up. It's it's a great time. <laughs> good, good. So I just wanted to jump into it for you. So I, I've just told the viewers before you came on a little bit about your journey to be fit business. And again, you're really involved in mindfulness, nutrition, strength training, kind of all that stuff, right? But I mm. want to start, start specifically with nutrition. And sure. let's talk a little bit about just the fact of what has made that such an important sector that you wanted to get into coming from Kindle on basketball in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I didn't really decide to delve deep into nutrition until I started personal training. So after I decided to stop playing college basketball and I really felt called to pursue strength training, I really delved into the research behind powerlifting and bodybuilding. And I took all that competitive energy and I just wanted to put it into getting as big and strong as possible. And I did that. I gained 30 pounds or so in, let's say, three or four months. And it was crazy because I was literally just eating and working out. (laughs) And so as I was really understanding more about nutrition and more about how foods far more than calories yes if you want to put on weight you're probably gonna have to eat more calories than you're burning but i actually understood that it's such an important part of wellness and when i was seeing clients for the first time as a 19 year old trainer i realized that this was the missing link for a lot of people because a lot of people if you think that the body is just a simple machine where it's calories in calories out you just think okay hey i just need to go run a lot or work out a lot and burn more than I'm bringing in. It doesn't matter what kind of nutrients I'm bringing in. And so I realized that there's so much more to nutrition. And I just felt super passionate about it because I had learned a little bit about nutrition growing up, the basics from my parents who are both knowledgeable in that aspect. So I understood, yeah, you have to eat to perform well. That's, that's pretty clear. But then I understand that now there's ways to eat if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to build muscle, and just for general wellness, there's there's so much to dive into. So that really led me to go to this online nutrition school, which ended up leading me to get board certified in holistic nutrition, which took a lot of hours, a lot of research. And I've been working with clients now for two to three years and just seeing the difference that nutrition can make, it really can move the bar for people in such a quick amount of time because people can see first and foremost, okay, this is how I was feeling. But when I started implementing some new foods, some specific foods, 
I feel so much better. And I started cutting out the things that were causing inflammation and were making me feel tired and bloated. And so it, it really can be simple, but we just have to get that information out there because I feel like now people are still, there's a lot of growth in the field of nutrition. And even now I'm digging into the fields of nutrigenetics and nutrigenomics. So I'm actually pursuing a master's degree in human nutrition because that's how fascinated I am with it. And I realized that it's truly medicine. So there's a whole field of clinical nutrition, nutritional medicine, and I love applying it to athletics as well too. Just being an athlete myself, I'm still, I'm still competing in different sports. I like to play for fun, play basketball, play spike ball, play volleyball, whatever it may be. I just love to be active and, and lifting obviously too. So understanding how I can optimize my nutrition and help my clients, help my family is awesome, dude. It's a great time. Let's shift over to mindfulness, right? This is, I think, a thing that a lot of the top athletes have that is one of the most overlooked sectors, I think, in terms of just health, beneficial stuff for your you know, performance, all that kind of stuff. And I've actually gotten into a lot of mindfulness um, during my year off now. But talk a little bit about how you felt that was something that you could really inspire people with. And because again, people who follow you on Instagram see a lot of stuff that you do in terms of that like nutrition explain why you think that was super important to get into for yourself absolutely so it's another key point of wellness and i'm glad that you're getting into it because i actually made it a point to do visualization practices before i really wanted to dive deep into meditation i would visualize before all my games and i'll tell you i performed at such a high level i played the best season of basketball probably in my life because i would visualize the details of how i wanted to play who I'd be passing to, how my shot would look, how it would feel when the ball went through the net, all these little details and really creating that atmosphere in my mind so that my brain was able to, to pattern itself and really prime itself for performance, right? So visualization is a key and one thing that you can do in a meditative type of setting. And so meditation is such a, a great topic and I love talking about it because there's so many different kinds of meditation out there. And a lot of times when you say meditation, people think you need to be sitting out with the monks in the Himalayas and just be by yourself and quiet the mind and sit. But there's so many different forms of meditation, right? You can walk and you can just be listening to the sounds of nature like I am right now and, and just really focus on the breath. And I feel like the main concept of meditation is going within yourself and understanding that you have so much power within yourself and you can control your physiology with your thoughts your thoughts actually become your reality right when you're thinking you're producing all kinds of chemicals called hormones and it's literally changing your physiology we all know this if you're let's say nervous before you're about to talk in public or you're getting super amped up before you have to play in a game or something you you feel those changes in your body it's a visceral response you have that fight or flight response you start your heart rate increases, you start sweating a little bit, your pupils dilate, all these, all these things happen because of your thoughts. So teaching people how to just make some time for themselves, I think is the biggest thing with meditation because a lot of people say, okay, I just don't have time. I, you can always find the time. It's those little moments throughout the day that can really form a, a, a huge session of meditation in and of itself. Sometimes I'll just be going for a walk and I'll stop and I'll just observe the squirrels and I'll see what they're doing. A lot of times I just look to nature to see what nature is doing. And I just ultimately cultivate gratitude from that standpoint. Cause it's like, wow, there's so much 
going on around me and the world is so big and it kind of takes us out of our, our tonal vision of whatever we're doing, whether we're just going for a walk or we're busy go doing our day-to-day -day things. It's like taking a step back and saying, okay, look, life is super precious. Let me just take a couple of deep breaths and feel good. And it can totally change your state of being and it can really raise your energy and it doesn't take a long time. It's literally just putting your attention on the breath. But if you ask yourself, how many times am I actually stopping what, what I'm doing to just focus on how I'm breathing, right? Am I breathing in my belly? Am I breathing really shallow or is my breath deep? And just being an observer from a non-judgmental point of view. So just noticing it. And then from there, you can make a conscious decision to choose how you're breathing, right? So if you're nervous before a test, for example, you can do simple breathing exercises to just breathe in your belly and realize, tell your body that everything's okay. Because when you get really worked up and when you're really busy and you're running nine to five all the time, go, 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 you're running in a state of sympathetic. And that's the same as being chased by a tiger, right? So the, your test anxiety could be the equivalent of you being chased by a tiger, life or death, right? And you consciously, you know that you're not going to die, but your body has the same physiological response. So it's about teaching your body how to get into a parasympathetic state of being, which is the rest and repair and digest system. And so obviously we're, we're engaged in this when we're doing things like meditation. And that's one of the, one of the greatest benefits of meditation. I think is you're stimulating the parasympathetic, you're taking a step back and you're giving your body a chance to repair and recoup. Yeah, that I, I, that that's one reason I see athletes like Tom Brady, LeBron, hmm. the top athletes succeed so well is because of the meditation aspect. Um, I think I want to jump into quickly too. So you also are involved in strength training and I've heard from many strength training coaches and I've been around a lot of them, right? So they have different philosophies and how they approach things. You do different kind of exercises, right? You, you do, you do stuff where you're doing split squats with a chain on your back to just doing regular kind of body weight stuff, right? Talk about that. And then also talk about kind of the flexibility, pliability aspect too, because I never really stretched at all my, most of my life, right? And because it, it takes too much time. And then now I've started to get into it more because I read how much of a beneficial aspect it has for you long-term. So just talk about how you, when you train with clients, the strength training component and also the pliability stretching component that you in, implement in your workout sessions? Mike, that's such a great question because I feel like a lot of athletes aren't educated about things like yoga and flexibility more than just standard static stretching. And I think the key part about any movement practice, whether it be strength training or gymnastics or whatever sport you're playing is to be curious with the way your body moves. And first of all, be inside your body. And what do I mean by this? I mean, doing things like yoga, where you connect that meditation aspect, where you're bringing the breath and you're connecting it to the way your body moves and you're increasing your proprioception and you're establishing all these new motor patterns and you're really just being fluid, right? You're just, it's so, it's like poetry. You're just, you're fluid and you're in motion and you're moving like water through these different poses. And so I play around with all these different movements, like you said, first and foremost, because I love to be creative, right? Strength training and yoga and animal flows and all these different kinds of movements are a way for me to express creativity. And of course, I love to do traditional strength training. 
But for me, just doing three sets of 10 or 12 for standard exercises, working out for an hour in a gym is not how I want to work out anymore. And can you get benefits from that? Absolutely. I spent time doing that and I did. But now with me being in grad school and having limited amounts of time, I'm really trying to optimize my workouts by making them, first of all, fun. And second of all, really time efficient and effective because I still want to take care of my body and make sure I'm stimulating all the different muscle groups. And I really want to ensure a proper, a proper mind muscle connection. And so one of the things that I started imploring, implementing with my clients is actually setting an intention before starting the practice like you would for yoga. So whatever you're trying to cultivate for a movement session, whether it be yoga, whether it be strength training or just a, a stretching session, just setting an intention of what you'd like to receive from that session or what you're trying to cultivate during that session. And it, it my client, I got great feedback from it. my clients really enjoyed it. And they felt like they were more in their bodies and they were more in tune, which can really help when you think about the mind muscle connection, right? So obviously, when you're engaging in all these different types of movements, it's really important to understand what muscles am I actually engaging, and really visualize it while you're performing the lift, okay, if I'm bench pressing, I want to feel my chest, first and foremost, and then I want to feel my shoulders engage and my triceps. And it's like this sequential movement. And you're, you're really engaging every single muscle fiber that you can possibly imagine when you're placing your attention on it. And it goes to this general concept of nature where wherever you put your attention is where your energy flows, right? So if, while I'm working out, if I'm thinking about what I'm having for dinner, I'm probably not engaging all the right muscles, right? But if I'm really focused on engaging all the muscles in my chest and all the parts of the movement and breaking it down and really trying to feel what it feels like to feel strong through it, whatever movement you're doing, you can have tremendous gains. And that's what I've found to be super helpful for me is really understanding that all these different movements, they take so many different parts of your brain coordinating with your muscles and your joints. So really taking a step back and admiring that process, but also realizing that you can facilitate the process by just being more mindful at the end of the day. Talk to the viewers a little bit about the benefits of body weight exercises, because something I've done too, I actually do that a little bit now is just straight body weight. And I've seen that, you know, it definitely makes some difference. And a lot of athletes are definitely afraid to go to that because they're saying, okay, only weights really make the difference. I'm not saying all athletes think that, but some do. And I want to just, since you do a lot of that stuff, why do you think that's been a beneficial way to work out for your um, yeah. kind of workouts? Yeah, absolutely. So there's definitely your calisthenic purists who they only do calisthenics and you see their bodies and it's like, clearly they're making gains, right? So weights definitely can help. But with the research that I've been doing and the different methods that I've been implementing in my routines, I realized that weights may not be the most optimal form of training for muscle strength and for just general wellness. Because if you think about it, when you're lifting with a traditional dumbbell, it's a static weight, right? So let's say you're doing a bench press with, with some dumbbells. The weight isn't changing as you're coming down and you're moving back up. However, your overall force output is different 
when you're coming down and you're coming up, it changes throughout the movement. But dumbbells and traditional barbells don't take this into account. And now this is where variable resistance comes in. So a lot of people who do the body weight exercises, I don't know if you've been experimenting with this, but when I do body weight stuff, I like to use a lot of bands and chains like you've seen me using. And the reason I like to use bands and chains sometimes by themselves or sometimes in conjunction with weights is because it adds a variable variable type of resistance so what i mean by variable type of resistance is it's adding a different amount of resistance throughout the movement so it's not static because at different points in the lift for example at the bottom of a bench press is your weakest point so you can only load that bar up uh and you're limited by your weakest point which is that bottom point However, at the very top, right before lockout is you're seven times stronger, Mike, you're seven times stronger than you are in a bench press, but people aren't able to bench as much as they possibly could because they get stuck at the bottom, right? That's what, that's what you see with all these lifters. They get stuck at the bottom, but when you use bands, when you're, you're loaded at the bottom, for example, it's not applying the most resistance, but as you press out against the band, it's slowly applying more and more resistance. And you can really get such an amazing pump and such a great muscle contraction and really establish a great mind-muscle connection with this type of training, which is why I think it's a great compliment to any traditional strength regimen is really including the concept of variable resistance because again, again, again and again in the literature, it's actually shown to be quite superior to just regular strength training. And a lot of people are still have that old school mindset, but this, the research is out there. A lot of people just aren't adapting to the, to the new ways of doing things. So there's, it's your choice. You can, you can choose to spend two hours in the gym doing what you usually do, or you can experiment with different types of things and see what works for you. Yeah, no, it's just, I wanted, that's an interesting point to bring up because I see benefits of both, but a lot of people just, you know, again, because since you're not loading weight, they're like, where can I make the gains and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's just, I, I'm glad you brought that up for people. But so I wanted to shift gears a little bit to a different topic. And um, as you know, I, I still train with Ken Coluco and he, uh, he he wanted me to just say hello, but also he, he wanted me to ask you a little bit what it was, what it's like still being in contact with him and what was like kind of growing up and playing with him a little bit. Because again, he's one of the better trainers out there. Yeah, Kent is one of the most unique trainers I have ever worked with in my life. And as I'm sure you know, this man is super passionate, right? When you talk about being passionate about something, Kent Coluco embodies being passionate about the game of basketball. He lives, sleeps, eats the game, literally, and breathes it. He he was such an amazing trainer for me, first of all, because he's so encouraging and motivating and positive, which is just something that you really want to look for in a trainer. And second of all, his overall knowledge of the game is just incredible. And the kinds of exercises I, I was doing with the ball handling and adding in the plyometric type stuff and the cues, the cues are so key that I've learned even training myself with other people, giving people the proper cues. And with him giving me the shooting cues helped me so much. It helped me improve my shooting technique. And just being around Kent, such a high vibration guy, it's it's great to train with someone like that who's going to push you to be better, who's going to encourage you, and he's going to give you the tools and the resources to take your game to the next level, really. I My, my game significantly improved after training with Kent for 
even a couple months, I noticed the difference. And I was so, I was having so much fun that I, I was like, man, I got to train with this guy all throughout high school. And he helped me get looks from all kinds of colleges and playing AAU ball with him and with you, you were on that team. And we brought all of these top ballers in New Jersey and him coaching that team. We had the best times and we played so well together. It was, it was literally so fun to play with all you guys, but also to have a coach like Kent who had trained many of us individually and to just bring us all together and to have that synergy while we were playing. And we all knew each other personally and we hung out and it was just such a blast and I'll never forget it. I'm super thankful for him and, and the role he's played in my life. And yeah, tell him I said hi as well. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's just always important to have positive people around. I mean, luckily for me, I've had a, a good amount of positive people around my life. You just always want to surround people, around yourself with people like that. But last thing I want to wrap up the uh, little segment here is I wanted to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on how the NBA has been this year, if you've watched any, any of it or whatever, and kind of talk about where you see certain teams going, like Brooklyn, the Lakers, all these kind of teams that are doing well right now. Yeah, Talk about – that a little bit because I think it's uh the NBA season's definitely been very different than it has been in previous years for sure man yeah I haven't even kept up with the NBA to the depth that I usually keep up with it but the season seems to be going pretty well from what I've heard I know it's different not having as many people at the games and then I, I know they're mostly playing in Orlando right I think that's where most of the games were taking place but I feel like as long as as long as these guys are doing their best, they're playing, they're having a great time, it's going to it's going to get better at the end of the day. And I think we're all looking forward to the time where we can go back to games because it's different, you know, watching on TV. And and I feel like it's not the audience probably isn't as engaged usually as they would be, because that's such a huge part of being a fan of these different teams like of Brooklyn you want to go see your favorite player play in person right when I LeBron was one of my favorite players and I remember the first time I went to see LeBron play and it was incredible so I think that right now the NBA is at a point where they have to they have to realize they can they can basically I don't know where I'm going with this, but what I what I want to get across to people is the NBA is going to always be the NBA at the end of the day. So there's always going to be elite level athletes. It's so fun to watch these people play and and watch them express their talents and their gifts. And so even though even though it may not be that most ideal situation right now with the pandemic, I feel like it's going to move to a place where hopefully we can bring back the whole community aspect because it's such a worldwide sport and and just really share the love of the game with talking about it, with still making it a relevant part of our lives for all the people who are involved with basketball and the NBA. So, yeah. Actually, I was just, when you're talking, I was thinking of one more thing I wanted to ask you about. So sure. look, the COVID pandemic has been very tough for everyone, right? It, it probably has even been tough for you because how you've been able to train people may have been different at certain periods of time, right? But the one thing I wanted to ask you, right? Like I've taken the pandemic and used it as an opportunity to work hard and, you know, 
do stuff that I wanted to do for my sports broadcasting career in basketball, whatever. But since you're like a really, really positive pe- person, you're one of the more positive people I've met. Talk about how you've kept that, especially like, you know, first in this whole kind of pandemic, because it's really hard, right? When you're sitting at home, you don't really know what's going on. How do you maintain positivity and motivation? I think that's just important for people to understand. Absolutely. So it really starts with understanding where you're placing your attention, right? If you are focusing on the news and all the negativity that the news is spewing out there, that's the kind of mindset you're going to be in. You're going, if you spend time with people who are more negative, you're going to take on those energies. It's just pure energetics. So my advice for people is really to focus on themselves and take this time. If you're, especially if you're more alone to really get to know yourself at a deeper level and to really try and create peace and harmony within yourself. Cause as you do that, you'll start to see that it'll show up in your outer world. And it's such a beautiful thing when you realize that you you have the mass you have you're, you're you're the master over your mind and you have the ability to shift your energetic state whenever you want to by simply placing your attention on something else something that's gonna make you feel grateful for the life that you're living and really connecting to this sense of love all your loved ones in your life and do you love yourself are you doing things on a daily basis that show love for yourself so it's really about where are you putting your focus am i being mindful about how i'm approaching life and how am i going to take this opportunity like you said to work on myself and work and work on projects that i maybe didn't have time to before the whole pandemic hit this pandemic is tough for everyone like you said but it's also opening doors and a lot of people and businesses are flourishing because of it right it's just the way things go and one of the biggest attributes of all humans is our ability to adapt our ability to adapt is why we're here today right we are all the champions of our ancestors and everything that we have we have all that we need inside of us to thrive it is just a fact of nature we are here and we can adapt and we can change and we can at the end of the day come from a place of love no matter what the circumstances are and just enjoy all that life has to offer Well, Austin, once again, thank you so much for coming on. It's great seeing you. I know it's been a few years since I've seen seen your face in person, but really appreciate you coming on. I I learned a lot from this segment. Um, I think that, you know, you're you're doing all the great things and um, I'm really excited for your journey to be fit business, dude. I I really hope that it continues to take off. And um, I definitely will send a link in when I create this episode to that business for you and just hope all is well, man. Hope your family's safe and uh, continue to enjoy the beautiful weather down in Florida. It looks great behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, dude. What a pleasure. Good to see you as well. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Bye, man.